This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. I can only imagine when that day comes And I find myself standing in the sun I can only imagine when all I would do is forever China's guest today is Richard DePilla. Richard was in media marketing and management for four decades. He retired in November 2018 to continue his oversight of the Global Goodwill Ambassadors Foundation, GGAF. Starting in December 2013, the Global Goodwill Ambassadors Foundation, GGAF, was recognized as a nonprofit 501c3 foundation headquartered in the state of Minnesota. The GGAF now boasts over 19,000 members in 215 nations and territories. A global board and individual country chapters share information, ideas, and create local initiatives to spread goodwill around the world. The concept of unity provides members with diverse collaborative goals. The foundation adheres to three basic tenets, no bias, no hate speech, and no solicitation. The focus is on the value of the human spirit and goodwill as its primary commodity. Richard's vision is to provide the world's largest collective of individuals who make their communities, countries, and the world a better place. Do you think faith is waning? Do you think it's disappearing? I mean, we were having a whole discussion about God and and people being, you know, um, disrespectful or whatever and, and saying that they don't believe. Do you think it's going away? I think that there's a concerted effort to get away from anything that is faith-based. And I, I, I believe that that, that effort is, um, is part of a lot of the agendas. It's not, it's not taught in schools anymore. Um, Catechism itself, um, not just the Bible, you know, they they've tried to remove the Bible from from its rightful place um, in in a lot of our institutions. Um, I don't. I think that they've borderline uh, taken our faith out of the Constitution with things that were that they're able to to get away with because. They find uh, judges who don't believe that we ought to be sharing that faith. And uh, I, I think they're trying to neutralize that. Um, and th- the results are horrible. I, I mean, our, edu- I agree. our educational system is failing. Is failing. Um, our marriages are failing. Our children are failing. Our, our children don't even know about the existence of, of God and the role he plays. Um, they, they'll hold Christmas, you know, with knowledge of Santa Claus and not knowledge of the birth of Christ. Um, these, these are things that are, are working against the values of of faith-based people, and again, I I argue that everybody is faith-based. They just don't. They they come to a place, whether it be through indoctrination or avoidance of trying to understand, to where something else is supplanted as as the ultimate decision maker. Right. And, 
And if it's the case of uh, government, sometimes governments do that. There's certainly um, ideological governments that, that don't promote faith. Um, and um, I don't believe that there's any record of success long-term in any of those. Yeah, no. even, I think one of the problems is, is that every, every single society, when we're living, we don't realize the micro moment in God's eyes that we live in. Right. So, so we take things, we think that great things are occurring now that have, are finally occurring. But generations in the past thought the same thing. When the telephone right. when the telephone was invented in the in the late eighteen hundreds, you know, like that everybody thought, oh, now we now we're ushering in an age that is so great and that mm -hmm. old telephone will remain here forever as a staple. And the same with almost everything in the industrial um through the industrial ages. Um it was the same thing. And now with new technologies, we have this hubris to believe that that we're now at some kind of pinnacle. We're not. Right. These things will be looked back upon and laughed at. And yeah, they don't matter, really. Right. They, they, they don't matter. And um, I don't know. I don't know where this. Um, well, I, I know it occurs in every generation. You know, what, what is disappointing to me is that the, there are not enough people willing to stand up and fight and to say with the same conviction yeah. that I do that there is a God right. and he created the universe. And we, we are part of who he is because we were made in his like, and without him, we would not be here. Amen. <laughs> you um, preach it to the choir because I believe all well, that. Yeah. And, but I want other people to know it, you know? And and I have, I. that's why I would do a, sh a show um, with somebody and make a statement like that because the people that are view viewing, I am so proud of my understanding of that because I would debate anybody. I would debate any atheist. I would debate anybody. And, and I think I mentioned earlier to you that, you know, look, great minds in science have ultimately, when they looked at great discoveries that they made, they, they've come to the same conclusion. He's, you know, he's real, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Isaac Newton was the first one to see an apple fall, but he was the first one to think about it and think about why it fell. Mm -hmm. And Einstein, in, in finding the theory of relativity and looking at, at the speed of light, mm -hmm. ultimately in the end said, this cannot exist if not for a greater power. Right. And yeah. he even proclaimed that greater power means he believes in God. Yeah. Um, so you can deny all you want. You can live your life as if you are your own God and anybody who is believes in God is believing in, in a fairy tale. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the longest standing fairy tale right it really is yeah that, that is in existence today yeah i have to agree with you and i was listening to a pastor i think a couple sundays ago and he said um indoctrinate your children with the beliefs of a christian tell them that there's a god you know people say oh you shouldn't you know push your religion on your children he said do it you know because these children today they don't believe in God. They don't fear God. They don't pray to God. And it's like we're becoming more and more of a world 
that God is not first, you know? So that's why I do the show, because I want to change that. I want to change people's minds, you know? Yes, because truly, their, their rebellion is not something that is... Uh, New. It's not something that God hasn't anticipated. And God recognizes, as I just said, the little microscopic time that we're here. And, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe we are all rebellious children. And I say all, those, yeah. those majority that keep pushing for taking God out of existence. Um, and, and he knows. I've never taken God out of existence. I've always had faith, but I didn't know a lot. And I had to learn a lot through the Bible. Like my husband's teaching me and I'm reading it more. But I didn't think that was important. You know, I didn't think, I thought just because I have faith, I mean, immense faith. You know, it's not just, oh, I believe in God. No, he, he is in me. He always has been. I've always believed in him. But I didn't think the Bible was important. And now I'm realizing that it really, really is because that's that's my guide. That's everybody's guide to being a better person, to, um, you know, knowing what he's all about and everything. So how do we convince them that this is the way to go? You know, I I I think that. I think we can. If we're if we're able, we can utilize our voice and just share the fact that that's who we are and the other thing is you know we have the greatest template in the world you just said the bible that i've read cover to cover numerous times and good for you all the time um but i i already know that i'm going that that i i live by the by the commandments and the laws of god do i do I sin? Do I fall off? Of course. And, you know, I, and that that's part of the human experience, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That darn snake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, he, I know he, 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 he ruined the great paradise for all of us, but, but maybe we have to take the road, you know, like, and, um, I, I will tell you, my road will be a lot shorter because I, I believe, and I, I believed my entire life. I grew up in a in a family, Christian family. But the thing is, I was taught the values. They were part of they were part of who we were. It didn't feel like didn't feel like it was a uh, an education. It was right. it was who we were. And you know, like attending attending church was was a time when you know you you, you attended. And when you came out, you you could almost feel the cleansing oh, renewed. You know, I mean, and and it's a shame that people don't have that. I know. Well, like whatever substitute that they're using now in their life for for sensations of feeling good. Well, I'll tell you what that subs- what those substitutes are. Uh, self-gratification, um, selfishness. There's a lot that it's, it's a thing where I wouldn't say a lot of people, but I don't know, for some reason, it's all about them. So they're focused only on them. When I wake up, you know, in the morning, I think about other people. And, and that's because of God. God makes me feel that way, you know. I, I don't just get up thinking, oh, okay, I got to do this and I got to do that. I go, who can I help? You know, oh, I got to get my daughter's vitamins. You know, oh, I got to make sure my husband has water before coffee. That's all God, you know, that that's not me, you know. But um, I think if people would think more about God, then everything else would follow. Amen. Well, I'll give you an amen there, but I also know that there's people that live in countries that where they they know nothing about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They, they've lived in a country where there has been it's been godless for forever. You know, like the communist countries, 
don't now there are pockets of people in there but but they are few and far between and they certainly can't profess their faith outright um for yeah. fear that, that the they might be killed well it's not it's probably not a might they, they they will be i mean it's against you know when when the government is the religion and the government yeah. exists uh, you know the party exists above the government isn't that uh, terrible it, it's a, it's a ter it's a terrible thing you know but that's um you know, everybody's got to find their path. And what's amazing is people Amen. that... Amen. Yeah, people, that's true. People that do get out of those places and often have an opportunity to go somewhere where they see what freedom is like, freedom of choice, not just freedom, but where, where you can choose to agree with people and you can respectfully choose to disagree with people that's that is that's more religious than people are understanding they're they're viewing that as as a political ideology but it was one it's one based on um judeo-christian values and um and and it's that freedom to make decisions that is synonymous with the free will Fine. god gave us mm -hmm. so that we could follow his path or reject it and there's consequences for every every decision we make has consequences yeah and you know a lot of people are looking for solutions and right. think if i can't find a solution to something then there is no solution and the and the problem with that it's is always a solution. There are, it, and it involves trade-offs. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that you you have to give up right. in order in order to to find to get to the solution. So if you're if you're closed off and you're saying, "All right, well, there, then then we we just you and I would never agree." Well, we can come to an agreement, and the agreement might be that I I respect that you have an opinion. Well, I like to say respectfully disagree. <laughs> well, 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 exactly. But but that has to be a pact that is that the other person is okay with, right? And I believe that if the other person is okay with that, and it might be the same exact thing for them that they respectfully disagree with you. But that is a solution. That is a lot better than. Resorting to violence. Yeah. Um, living in a society without structure. Yeah. That there's no law. I mean, some of the things that I'm witnessing now, I am witnessing for the first time in the over six decades of my life. Yeah. I have really never seen such division and such hatred towards others i know that, that I i'm that i'm saying now you know and and who suffers the, the children suffer. yeah yeah and and i don't understand um if like you said if you have an opinion and i have an opinion so what you know why 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 can't you have your opinion and why can't i have mine but now it seems like um if you don't have my opinion you're wrong. How's that possible? You know, um, there's people out there, Jehovah Witness, I'm not, you know, downing Jehovah Witness. I'm just saying they believe that Jesus was a, a man, Jehovah, you know. Um, I don't know all about it, but I do know that. I disagree with that. But that's their business, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what they believe, and that's fine. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, you're crazy. That's not true. Uh, document show. No, because that's what they believe. And like you said, people have to find their own way and their own path in their own time. Because they might not believe that. They might believe that right now. But maybe 20 years or 10 years down the road, they might go, wow, I can't believe I was believing that. You know, that's not right. You know, 
Um, I know, like I said, I didn't know the Bible was important. If somebody would have came to me and said, China, the Bible's important. You have to read the Bible. I would have looked at him like, what? Like, I believe in God. What are you saying? I don't believe in God. So I realize people have different opinions. Why can't the world take that on? Just accept people and their opinions and move forward. I can because I believe in God. I think that the, the big change that has occurred today is is our exposure to media. Mm -hmm. When when media itself takes on is bias a bias and and also don't live by the standards of those beliefs um then people it's easy for people to get indoctrinated i have a lot of um a lot of respect for companies um that are christian companies that they're they'll they take care. you know yeah, chick-fil-a is a wonderful example what a great what a great company and, yeah. and if you and if you ever i don't know uh, i'm i'm vegan so hobby i have no lobby reason, right hobby lobby um i have no reason to go to chick-fil-a being a being a vegan but i'll tell you i remember before i was a vegan when i used to go there there was such a noticeable difference in their employees i agree and, and their attitudes the way that they treated you compared to a another company that was in the same realm of fast food. No, I, I agree. I noticed I went right down the street. I don't go there a lot. I like their shakes, but I've noticed it as well. You're right. And I think because it's Christian-based, they have like this, I I don't know. It just seems very respectful. Um, the customer's right. It, it's just a different feeling, you it's, know? It's, it's in their mission statement. And mm -hmm. who they are, and and that's why you know, I mean, a company that chooses to close on Sunday when they could make a oh. lot of money on a Sunday. Oh yeah, I'm sure they could. Well, you know, they don't so, care. So you're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm standing by my faith Beliefs. and my values, and you can never accuse me of putting profit ahead of those values. You know, if if I did that, then then I would be open on Sundays because it's a weekend. Yeah. And, you know, we have steady customers and all oh, yeah. long. So they would do very well. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do. I try to with my, when I see my grandchildren, I, I try to always inject, you know, like, um, god a little bit you know like into when i speak to them you know like yeah me too look, look at that beautiful tree that god has put on you know yeah. i don't i don't preach to them but they hear it coming from mm -hmm. and it's my hope that that they will start to understand you're planting the seed i'm planting the seed yeah yeah and I noticed with my children, um, and I have grandchildren as well, um, I planted the seed. It, it didn't grow yet, <laughs> but I still planted it. And I'll hear little things, you know, and I think, hmm, that seed might be growing. You know, not that they're going to be perfect people, but I think once that seed has grown, they're going to be different people. Well, if anything, we can plant the seeds. And I don't know if you've noticed on anything that I post on my media, but I, I do it all my, everything I post is, is a little life lesson. And it's always about kindness of yeah. some sort. So maybe in a lot of ways, people might not realize it, but you know, if my, my plan in doing that is because if if you're so indoctrinated against the words of religion and and god i have an opportunity to have you view the the things that make you 
part of God's family, and that's being kind to others. So I, I show that even being kind to animals, being attuned in nature. Yeah. Um, I, I try to focus on, I say try to, I, I almost exclusively do that with with any chance that I get to, to utilize my, my voice. Same here. I try to do the same thing. And um, I, I tell people all the time, I don't do the show for fame and fortune or anything. I do it to help people. You know, I think maybe somebody might hear your words today and, and say, I'm going to give my life over to Jesus. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do that today. I always want to do it today. I'm going to do it. That's my hope, you know? Um, so like you, I post things like that and, you know, I always post a show and I try to intrigue people, you know, um, Oh, you wait till you hear this guest, you know, because I think maybe if they listen to this one, Oh man, they're going to really turn, you know? And um, that's why I like people like you to be on the show, pe knowledgeable people. I said before, you are an amazing person. That's my opinion. Um, you run a foundation, right? And it's called the GGAF Foundation. Give that whole acronym. What is that? It's a Global Goodwill Ambassadors Foundation. And, um, what is the, it all about? Well, the foundation part, I actually had a co-founder because I had already, I had founded Global Goodwill Ambassadors, which was nothing more than me seeing people that were doing good around the world and taking them and acknowledging them to other people. I, I felt like, um, I felt like I had a big enough network and it was, and it was very, um, universal, my network, people from all over. So when I found out that people in other countries were doing some things that were very Christian, like even, even if the preconception was that, that it, wasn't a country it was a, a country of that maybe was a bad country because of what we see on the media i felt like by me highlighting people from those countries doing things that are good for orphan children and and helping other people and helping yeah. their communities that, that that would help open up and broaden people's perspectives from um about other people and other cultures so so that that was the original concept you know like we became a foundation when we had so many people that were part of this global goodwill ambassadors foundation uh ambassadors organization that becoming a foundation enabled those people to do more by having the ability to to collect some dollars and to um, and to have a structure to give back to their communities when they when they had it. And unlike other foundations, we have we have no expenses, so we don't have buildings, we don't have payrolls, we don't have it. So we, we do a lot to help children. We do a lot in education, um, and we do a lot. Our core initiative is child abuse prevention. Um, and teaching children about because it's a it's a horrible statistic the number of children that are abused it's um, the the ratio I mean it, it is a a majority which is disgusting yeah um, and and our belief and and the the woman who created the program that we offer for free to, to everybody to be taught um, that 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 abused children end up it ends up being generational and it, and it also ends up having giving them low self-esteem a vicious cycle that just continues you mean it, it continues and you know and the suicide rate among them and the drug addiction rate and the, uh, it just it goes on and on so it's so mind-blowing isn't it yeah we're trying to put a dent in, in in that with what we do um there's no way to compete against 
huge organizations who companies give to for tax write-offs and, and for things like that. And I, I'm not saying that they that they don't do good for others. There's just a big difference in right. in being a small organization that you know we're if you made a ten dollar donation to us, other than the two or three percent that the bank takes to transfer, that goes to help people. So directly. So yes, and not only directly, but because we have volunteers in two hundred and fifteen nations and territories, there's guardianship direct guardianship of those donations there by responsible people who are part of our foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you, we, you actually know it's going to a place that it should be yes, going. We, we, we bypass, we do not deal with any governments because a lot of these huge donations that are even made by the U.S. to nations to food and things for hunger go to government warehouses and are who knows how much goes to the hands of the wrong people. We we right. don't have to deal with that. We we right. know where we know where it's all gone. the money is going and and we're okay with being small. We don't need to be large. You know that's uh, part of who we are is is sharing goodwill, which is in in the name. Um, that's how it was founded, and that's how it continues now. And, and we, you know, our um, president, uh, Lisa Jones, who is in Minnesota, um, and also the, the lady that has the um, My Body is My Body program for child abuse prevention, they, they put, put out a wonderful magazine each month that, um, that shows all the things that our organization does with the very little bit of money that we get, but y- you know, it's like the loaves and the fishes. Uh, it's it's amazing how how the, the goodwill takes over and, and great things can happen, um, even even when it's seemingly small funds. Yeah, yeah, that's the way God works, isn't it? It is. Yeah, He makes it happen. You know, He multiplies yeah. fish. He multiplies bread. He's going to multiply, you know, helping people and, and, and spreading the word, definitely. Um, what what made you join? How did you get involved in this organization? Well, I I think I, I pretty much gave you the the start of it. Yeah, I know, but I want I want everybody else to know. There, there was there was a seed, the original seed, which was a, a conversation that I was having on LinkedIn with um, a woman from um, a Middle Eastern country, I will just say. And and I knew very little about this country other than whenever a U.S. broadcast came on, they were shouting, death to America. My original perceptions were that these people... Are bad. are, Are not good people to be, right. shout, to be shouting that as if, you know, we, everybody here in America is, is evil. Although did you, be, I, did you begin to think that they all were like that? I know. Cause that's, that was my, I mean, yeah. I had a preconceived notion, but I had never spoken to somebody. And, and because I ended up in a conversation with this woman who, who was very educated and had a and had a high degree of intelligence she shared with me that on weekends she goes and helps or goes to see and visit orphanages in her area and i said you go every weekend she said well she she said they started really you know once you go and you see these kids it's hard not to go back when they say we'll see you next week so yes but imagine and so what i after i got off that conversation i decided that i wanted to share what i had learned so i took her photo that she had on linkedin and i wrote a little message up top that this woman um from this country 
not only is has she achieved this great academic achievements, but more importantly, she visits orphanages every weekend to give back to her community. She is, in my opinion, a global goodwill ambassador. And that was the start of it. Well, what after I posted that, the next day, instead of having like 40 or 50 messages, I woke up and I had like 500 or 600 messages. Wow. You know, what, what happened? Is it my birthday? Is there some celebration? Yeah, you, you forgot know? some. Right. So I, I clicked on and all the messages were messages thanking me for, for doing that because that message never gets out. Highlighting a lot of the messages came from all different countries, but obviously from their from that country and from neighboring countries and for countries that, that share their um, their religious belief also to say you know that you know I'm so glad that somebody is highlighting the, that we're good people. I decided to make that be something that I wanted to do more of. Yeah. Well, I had no intention at the time of building an organization. I thought this would be something good for me to do because I enjoy talking to people. So let me find other people and, and ask them what they do. And I started doing that. And then I started doing little write-ups on them. And that became something I was kind of doing as I was traveling because I was always in hotels. So at night, I, I didn't really have anything you know i didn't go out i wasn't a drinker you know like i had to work there and everything i yeah. i used that time um in my opinion to constructively share the goodness of people around the world wow. and it, it ended up growing to where you know I, I got to a point where i was doing so many that i had people ask me can i help you do this and that's where other people came on board and and then they start that when there were a lot of people from a certain country that had been highlighted after a few years, they started to have meetings together and said, you know, Hey, we're global goodwill ambassadors of Nigeria. And they started using that to, to coalesce and, and each country had its own, what I call chapters. Um, so it, it had a very organic growth. Right. And it was all based on goodness and goodwill and doing good. So when they had meetings in their, um, when they would get together in their, uh, in their country and have a meeting of other people who had been named Global Goodwill Ambassadors, they yeah. decided to do things. You wow. Know, the, the goodness. So you actually got people good. motivated to do good stuff. Absolutely. And they are they were already good people. What yeah, yeah. What they didn't have was a structure that was created. And I'm gonna say was created. Yeah. I didn't have to do a whole lot to create right. it. Well you Once, shine the light. You shine the light on them. You know what? That that light comes from above and, yeah. and continues on and Amen. And and, and, and I, I I saw the, the power of what goodness is and um and that's what's carried on today you know i mean today we have nineteen thousand global goodwill ambassadors in 250 nations and territories we have people everywhere that carry that badge as a badge of honor hello everyone before we get back to the inspirational wow show i want to take a moment and talk about china myers's best-selling gripping heartfelt book titled a letter to god you can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the WOW show. And uh, if you ever get a chance to go to our website, which is globalgoodwillambassadors.org, you can see all the good things that people are doing. And then you can subscribe free to the magazine and see all the wonderful things that other organizations who are part of ours, because we welcome everybody. Yeah, we you know our our rules were so simple that we devised. We had to devise. We had to be we had to be doing something good in order to yeah. be recognized. So you had to be doing humanitarian work, and then you could not have 
or ever in any correspondence that we're part of have any hatred or any bias or or sell any products. We weren't about selling products. It wasn't a place to come on and do your own personal commerce. It was about sharing goodwill. And um, and we ran into some some roadblocks with people who said, well, you know, like I I love the organization, but I can't be part of it because you include people from this faith. I said, well, then you can't be part of who we are. Right, because that doesn't matter, right? No. I mean, it, it's, you know, we have very simple rules. If you can't be part of something good because we include people of another religion, race, yeah. Religion, religion. It was, yeah. It, it was more, more religion than, you know, it yeah. never, never had anything with race, but it, but it was about a certain religion. And I'm sure you can use your common sense and figure out, Yeah. you know, who it is i just i just don't. and that's okay it's just it wasn't for them right it, 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 no it, it 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 really wasn't because who we are is always about is always that no, no roadblocks between good people you know right. if you're a person of, of goodwill you know like you're you're welcome to be part of us if you follow if you have if you are doing and and we had to, we, we had to put that you're doing something good because if not then there's a lot of people that just like to get titles and yeah we, we didn't want to grant titles to people who who weren't doing and hadn't been doing some sustained humanitarian work yeah so yeah. um you know you're interviewed now everybody has an interview and then we have people in those countries so we can actually do some in-person interviews yeah. and um and and that's how new members uh come in and, and there's constant growth and some people are more active than others. It's it's the eighty twenty rule exists everywhere. That's science, you know. Like, um, yeah. But, but the, the twenty percent do a lot of powerful things, and um, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe we might even lean a little more towards the um, twenty five seventy five, and eventually <laughs> we get to the to the thirty percent of people, more people doing more. But but it's there. It's there for you. Yeah. The same way. The same way the word of God is there for all Christians, you can say you're a Christian or you can practice the word of God. Um, there's nothing wrong with proclaiming your Christianity and your faith, but there's certainly a, a lot more uh, a lot more fulfilling when you actually live by the word. And um, yeah, my yeah. husband calls it walking I, I i always say metaphor is wrong walking the talk <laughs> did i say it right walk walk the walk and, and talk walk the walk <laughs> and, and talk the talk i i forget yeah. some yeah, I, I think they're, they're they're not contrary it's it's two it's two things that are both positive you, you walk the walk and you talk the talk talk the talk and, um and and that that makes that, that gives you not only an appearance who you are by the things you do without speaking, but also yeah. when confronted or when given an opportunity to speak, that you have n no, no reluctance or hesitation, right. as was the case when you asked me the question. There wasn't a hesitation. I didn't worry about political correctness i didn't worry about i had no idea you could have been somebody that was on that other side yeah you did know? you listen to my show i did i did <laughs> but that was post that conversation i hadn't i hadn't known that much about you before then <laughs> yeah. obviously i wanted to listen to your show before i went on <laughs> okay <laughs> i just check it <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, when you were saying about uh, people just doing it, you know, for publicity or whatever, helping with your organization, um, I had a friend who used to work um, at the Salvation Army on holidays. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they did it more than that, too. But uh, they talked about this one couple that would only come when the cameras were there. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> and they would leave. <laughs> 
Yeah, they'd be, you know, putting the food in the plate, and then when the camera would leave, they'd leave out. Well, well yes, I, I know what you mean. That's that's kind of like the um, in in the Catholic religion where I was brought up. Um, my my mother would hold um, on. Now I was raised Catholic. No, she, I'm just kidding. She, she would always say um, <laughs> there were Easter, Christmas Catholics. That was the only two times that they they came to church. You know, because yeah. they, they could dress up and yeah <laughs> make her appearance yeah my mom was like that but my aunt oh she wasn't catholic she was um baptist and oh man uh really crazy she would go to church probably um in fact from her i learned more about god too um she would go to church probably nine in the morning and if uh my sister and i misbehaved my mom would send us with her Nine in the morning, they'd go to church. They'd be there till she'd be there till eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I she, mean, she was serious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and um, yeah, my, my my mother went to church a lot. She she also worked for she she worked in the in the parish as the uh, secretary of okay of the, of the parish that we had. So I was um, yeah. I, I I grew up around. Uh, the church around, around the church and, and the priest and they were over our house and uh, for for meals and uh, yeah so i i was surrounded by it but you know i it was just like it was more like a family than, than anything else you know yeah definitely tell me this um do you think a lot of people moved away from the church uh especially catholic church because of what happened with you know, all the priests, or do you think um, they weren't getting enough food for their soul as far as, you know, um, the churches were concerned? What do you think? I, I think I think all of the above. Um, I would be disingenuous now to call myself a Catholic. I, I told you I grew up a Catholic. You know? Yeah, same here. But over the, over the course of my life, I have, I have gone to... Um, all kinds of different churches and and um and I always enjoyed them when i this you might find a little comical but i i, I love gospel music and when i lived in vegas they had a um a sunday church ceremony that mm -hmm. was um it was a baptist ceremony in in the hard rock um cafe and it was Everybody would get together. They, you would have a breakfast, and there would be a service and gospel music. And I mean, oh man! And they were walking up and down the aisles. And it was in Vegas where there was some pretty top-notch talent. And you know, talk about leaving on a high. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, they—you you were just in there, and you and you felt that reverberating through. Oh. You know, and um, yeah. You, you know, so. During that period of my life, I, I guess I was a, I guess I was part of the the Baptist congregation, but but there in Vegas, it was part, it was anybody, you know. Yeah, it's one of the things that I, I loved about living there was that um, this was was more more locals knew about this, but you know you could be visiting there, but the, the people in the audience were probably multi dominant denominational you know yeah and, and just really enjoying it and they just believe in god that's you know and want to praise him know, if, if you didn't when you walked in and you didn't feel the spirit move you then then there was something, something wrong something definitely wrong with you yes yeah yeah that's for sure so what do we do about the state uh the country is in what what do we do you know people aren't believing in god um, people are very selfish. Um, it, it's me, me, me. It's instant gratification. Um, there's no more, uh, you know, people, families are, are dying. Like there's no more families. People don't want to get married anymore. People don't want to have children. What do we do? Well, I, th I think you're already doing it. You're, you're, you're doing your part. I do my part. And we remember something that I shared early on with you that um, 
it's not like God isn't looking down here and doesn't understand what we're going through. He just knows that it's just a microsecond. It's just a dot in time. You know, they'll have to. It's gotten now where you know the censorship. You you can't even you can't even bring up. I've I have been contacted by people who told me that they've been rem removed from social media because because of their post about God. Wow. You know, so the censorship has gotten ridiculous. The woke ideology is um, is craziness. The indoctrination is crazy. So you're saying people are offended when you use the word God sometime? It's not it's not people, it's it's actually platforms. Wow. Yeah, if and and I think this um, well this one woman who who was on the platform who she, that that's that's kind of what she shared. She shared her love God and her belief, very similar to what you're doing now, but she did it on this platform. Yeah, and that was they they said that that she violated the um, rules of the platform um, by dealing with sensitive, controversial topics. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, look at look at what. The Disney of today is not the Disney we grew up with. No, you know. No. So I mean, it's it's happening. It's happening throughout all the cultures in the world, and um, and it's not a positive thing. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I think that um, I think that the the value sets right now are misaligned. And yeah. And all we can do is, I will never change who I am. If I am removed from platform, so be it. You know, like that was God's will. Yeah. And if I can. I continue to do it. I try to, as I said, I try to do it in a way of teaching examples of goodness. Mm -hmm. That's that's what that's what I do. Um, and if. That certainly is is my part. I think you do your part, you know. And the because we are people of faith, have faith that um, that God sees this, and you know, He probably is saying, you know, they they have indulged in in mindlessness of thinking that they are better than me, or they are me. Yeah. What I know is that their tomorrow is not is not a long time. No. You know, 70, 80 years of a lifetime is a speck compared to how long um, you know life goes on. And and we will continue to to go through our um, let's just say our our stages of evolutionary understanding yeah and eventually the only answer the only end maybe paradise is at a point where everybody understands that love and peace and unity is is the only is the only thing that makes any sense you know if looking at watching Watching war, are we still fighting with fighting each other? Over I know it, it. I can't even fathom why in this day and age. I mean, I don't know. Respectfully disagree. <laughs> well, I mean, if if you if you ask people why, there is no good reason. There, I know. Isn't, there isn't even a good reason why it exists. Yeah. Um, you know, usually money and power, mm -hmm. which yeah. is, is, is that any different than worshiping the golden calf? Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's not. And that didn't work out too well for people that did 
you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that uh, it's it's not that we have history on our side because history is right now and it is over. Yeah. What happened, what happened yesterday is done. It's history. Uh, Rome was one of the advanced countries in the world and they fell. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they did. And but America has to remember that. I mean, America is a great country. Don't get me wrong. I love America. I wouldn't want to live anyplace else. Um, I don't know if people agree with that or disagree with that, but I've been to other countries and I know that America is one of the best. Okay. Even with all of its faults. It, it, um, it, it Right now, it offers everybody an opportunity. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And, and this, there's people that want to tell you, no, it's this, it's that, you know, it gets, yeah. it, it holds people back. No, it doesn't. You can choose to be held back. Exactly. There's so back. many opportunities and people that don't take advantage of them are crazy because you're not going to get these opportunities that you have in America, other countries. You're just not. And I suggest for people who've never left and say that America is, you know, all bad, I think they ought to try leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that's going to change their whole attitude. <laughs> I know. I, I visited countries, even, even civilized countries. And, and I bet you couldn't wait to get back here. Well, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy their culture and their food. Well, and sure. But the sacrifices are that if I saw for the first time police with machine guns on every corner. Yeah. You know, and it, and it scared me. And I'm certain they, they felt the need for it. But why? That, that must mean that they're. It's that dangerous. It's that dangerous. Right. Yeah. And. The problem is, is we're, we're, we're in something very similar. We are not far from being exactly what I just said. I mean, our, the crime right now is astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They say crime, especially in big cities are, are very much up. Yeah. But when you leave or think about other countries, even with all that, um, America is the better one. Um, it has. So there's a lot of things, you know, that people don't realize. Yeah. I don't want to get into all that, but, um, I wouldn't want to live anyplace else. That's honestly going to be true. Yeah. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that still don't make sense to me. You know, I mean, I, I hear, I hear a lot of talk about, um, why do big companies, you know, get to have so much and do they, pay their fair share and I did some research and come to find out that the S&P 500 the average country the average company makes eight million dollars yeah um, which is a significant amount of money right and these, now and these are the people that everybody is attacking right so people are attacking people that make the business You're saying they should money. pay their share well, yeah let me let me ask you this question how many people are attacking movie stars and sports figures okay here here's what i say to that um you got people that are making all this money right in my opinion there should be no poor people okay you got people making all this money and uh they're um what do you call it? Adopting children in other countries. You know how many children here are in foster care? I mean, I, I look down on that. Okay, yeah, there, there's children in other countries, but there's so many kids here in foster care that could get a, a, a good home if you gave it to them, you know? Why do that? Then you have people spending, you know, uh, $10,000 on a haircut. In my opinion, there should be no poor people. You know, instead well, of spending ten thousand dollars on a haircut, there, there give are, it to a boy's home. There, there are less poor people here um, by standards of of yesterday. I mean, when I say yesterday, yesteryear, when when I grew up, I grew up poor, which meant yeah, you know, we didn't, you know, we had a radio, took Same us on here. TV. 
you know, we had an old car. You look at people today who are in America, who we call the poor people. Um, they're buying five hundred dollars. They got phones. Phones. They got so their standards of living here compared to other countries. Definitely, we don't. We don't really have the number of poor people that they would make out to be. But remember, it's who they are. They, the people who control the narrative, who push away God, who promote, um, who promote things like victimhood of people and stuff, do this to their advantage. Right. There's a lot of money to be made in division. Yeah. Reten retention of power, um, putting blame on other people, blaming, yeah. blaming a person who has a small business who has achieved it coming from what? Coming from nothing. The, the, the life that I had, you know, you know, a Sicilian American, you know, we, Family came here with nothing. We yeah. were poor. You know that people that came here from that were Irish were, were poor. Yeah. They, they all went through their struggles, you know. Right. And they 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 made it, you know, because they persevered and they they did what they had to do. You know, I remember being a single mom. Yeah, I had a boyfriend, but I had three jobs, you know, because that's what I had to do. It wasn't that I was some idiot and loved working three jobs. No, that's what I had to do. Either that or get on welfare. Like, that is something that would have been, like, a very, very last resort, not a first one, you know, because that's the way I was raised. But it's a different mentality. It's a different way of thinking now. You know, it's totally different. People, they're okay with taking that hand out, you know? Yeah, but, and, but the government pushed that, too. And because they, because it was a feel-good program, that I, I actually believe has done a, a lot to destroy the family unit, you know, because obviously it was a household income. So, you know, if it was a two, if, if it was a married couple, it was, um, or had, you know, like a, um, a mother and a father, it, it paid them to have the father not be there. And yeah. Look, look at the destruction that that, that did. But all that was, you know, it was my last guest was talking about that. Yeah, that that was all that was all touted as as a great government program to help. Yeah, to help the the poor. But at at what cost? Yeah, at what cost? Because it gave them crutches. You know, um, th there's programs out there where they they pay for kids to go to daycare. That's great, but you're sitting home and now, well, we're paying it uh, for to take care of a child that you're at home that you could take care of. I don't understand that. Again, we are all offered choices and you were obviously raised with different values, same way I was. I, I never, never go on unemployment. And I had to, I was out of, I was out of work. I just would never go on unemployment. Yeah. We'll find something, you know, people will tell me that they tell me they, they lost their job. That I, you know, I, I get them today. I get messages from people. You know, I'm yeah. out of work. I mean, you live in the U.S.? So, so there's a, there's 11 million jobs. Yeah, I know. I'm looking for, no. I'm looking for this. I mean, no, no, no. If you're calling, and they're usually calling for a handout from yeah. me. And I'm sorry. <laughs> not happening i could feed a village of people that are very poor for what you're asking for from me for a month yeah. i'm, I'm going to take that choice every time yeah and for you what i would say is do any kind of work you can any kind of work yeah uh, clean you. toilets work at burger king guess what you said that's you said that's you what you have to do work. that's what you have to do you work three jobs I can go back to a period in my life when I was a young man and a young father where I, I remember doing my taxes and having five separate 1090s. Wow. 90s. Yeah. So I was doing five 
five jobs. Because you and did what you had to do. I did what I had to do. And, yeah. You know, like, and then, you know, like, eventually my work ethic that I had enabled me to, to get educated into something else and to move up into a, into a, a higher standard of living that I could do it. And my motivation was to provide for my family. Right, right. You and know, and you think they've got to have some sort of motivation, you know, um, it, it, not to live on the street even. You know, I mean, you got people living on the street, but like you said, they'll have a, a iPhone 10, you know. I have an iPhone 6. I don't need an iPhone. I can afford an iPhone 10, but I, what do I need it for? I'm calling people, and I might take an occasional picture. What else do I, you know? I, I've, like, been, I've been driving the same the same car now since I, I bought it in 2013, and I have no need for a new car. You and Warren Buffett. Huh? <laughs> you and Warren Buffett. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot to be... Lot to be said lot for that guy, right? Said for for people that don't overindulge, you know, if it's not necessary, there will come a time. I have two hundred and little over two hundred six thousand miles on my car now. There will come a time when my car finally says, "Bye bye, I'm done." But <laughs> it will make that choice. I yeah. won't. <laughs> you know, and it, right now, it gets me to where I need, I need to go. So, yeah. um, you know, but but I've, I've known poverty. Yeah. I never knew I was poor, which was a tribute to, to my mother who raised us because my father died when he was very young. She never remarried. She was, my dad was the love of her life and she knew she would never find it again. Um, and she raised four children and I really don't know how she did it, but yeah. she did the same thing. She worked as many jobs as she needed to do. So, um, I had a good, a good example to me and, um, I'll follow yeah. that example. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. My mom too, seven kids. She had a womanizing husband that she kicked to the curb and, and it was a struggle for her, but she did it. She opened up a Carvel store. You know, oh, and um, Carvel ice cream, yeah. yeah, and didn't have any money. And she promised the man who had the uh, machines for the Carvel that she would pay him back. <laughs> and she just made payments. That woman, she she was amazing. She went yeah, to school, you know. And so, yeah, I I learned from her too. Yeah, I I appreciate you coming. It was so great talking with you. It really was nice. Thank you for inviting. Yeah. Me. And I'm going to look up uh, your organization and um, see what I could do, you know. And um, thank you so much, Richard. Definitely my, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. All right. <laughs> wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally Stood with open arms